TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. It starts with their interior, not only eating up blocks, but keeping gap integrity. I think they do a phenomenal job of keeping gap integrity, understanding how offensive linemen are trying to play them, not only before the game, but during the game. I just have the utmost respect for how those guys play. And for us to have any success, we're going to have to compete. Bill center Mitch Morse, part of the five-man unit that has given up the least amount of sacks in the National Football League this year. That's right. I said it. Bills have one of the best offensive lines in the NFL, and it's very rewarding to know that and to have seen that this year. And they take on the New England Patriots tomorrow afternoon. Derek Kramer, Kyle Powell here with you for hour number two of Sports Talk Saturday. Bills, they're back, baby. The Bills are back. As you'd made mention in the last segment, it was a stark contrast to when you've been here last. Total 180. Total 180 Total. from both of these teams and my attitude about both of them, that the Bills are now this team that can truly change things in a far more positive way than where they were even a month ago. They, everything about this team is spun on its head and come back to the team that we all kind of were ready for. Kind of. Kind of. Kind of. Um, of course, the last game, they didn't really play to the potential that they had shown over the past few weeks. Uh, they did play down to their competition, but the difference is this time they won. In the middle of the season, we saw this team play down to competition like New England and lose. We saw them play down to the Giants. They won that game, but they honestly really shouldn't have. But, like, we've seen this team doing this. And and my friend JT said this um, in a comment after that Chargers game. He goes, you can't play down to competition in the playoffs. A somewhat dangerous statement. Sort of. Yeah. If the Bills claim the two seed in the AFC East, you're getting a seven seed. And if Pittsburgh makes it, well, you can absolutely play down to your competition. (laughs) There are exceptions to that rule. (laughs) There are exceptions to that rule, but if, say, the Bills only end up at the 6 or even the 5, I don't think they're catching Cleveland, honestly. But say the Bills are the 6, you're not playing down to anybody. Playing a division winner at that point. Man, you want to talk about a vibe team, though, the Browns. I, I, I do believe the Browns have, the at least for wild card, the 5 seed locked up. I, I, I think you're right. Um, as a matter of fact, I don't think Buffalo can even claim it. I think if anyone can claim the five seed, 
that isn't Cleveland. I think it's Miami. If Miami loses the division, I'm pretty sure that's the only way they could take five. Well, away from Cleveland. Well, the only way they can lose the division starts with a loss this week against Baltimore. Yes. Where do you fall on that spectrum? I believe everything is in the realm of possibility. This year? 100%. Yes, but what I mean by that is they are as, the Bills are as likely to claim the two seed as they are to still somehow bafflingly miss the playoffs. They're a team that, if they lose this game, for example, to New England, um, that puts them in very big danger. But at the same time, then the next week against Miami, that game doesn't mean anything anymore. I'm just checking out the injury report because the last time I saw it out of Miami, there was issues with Waddle. Jalen Waddle will not play. He was ruled out by the team. Where is my friend Tyreek? Oh, my goodness. That injury list is long for Miami. Robert Hunt, doubtful. We got seven questionables. Lineman, another guard. Xavier Howard, Raheem Mostert, knee and ankle. Jalen Ramsey. And then they're A-chain. banged up. Yes, A chain has been cleared. Yep, Tyreek looks like he's been cleared. So one out of two, but no. Jaylen. But the but the tro- but the real trouble is here for Miami. Um, you're facing the most complete team in the NFL. Every other team has had questions. Yes, throughout this past two months, uh, Baltimore has been the one riding steady, very very steady, and they control their destiny with the one seed because of it. They're playing for something against Miami here. They claim that one seed with a win. Sure. So why not wrap it up? Give your players really essentially two weeks of really being able to heal up, really being able to try to uh, relax before they begin their postseason action. Yeah, it's kind of wild that you can count on just one finger. I mean, it is and it isn't because this has been one of the most confusing football seasons I can think of. In oh, absolutely. Like, it's a, it's a toss-up. Across the board. So many teams, it's a toss-up for a lot of things. But the, there you can count on one finger, I think, the amount of exactly just like you said. like there's Teams not that a, you can rely there's on. There's not a bad Ravens loss this year. I mean, we just watched what they did to San Fran. San Fran was another one of those teams who, if you talk about seven days ago, they were just about as steady in the NFC as the Ravens have been in the AFC. You're talking like one and two, kind of. So the Ravens have lost three games this year. I'd probably call, well, actually, the Steelers is a division game, but it was 17 to 10. Very low scoring, probably something they shouldn't have done. Uh, Colts, 22 to 19. But yeah, then the Browns, 33 31. Like, that one was actually, I would say, their worst loss because they had that game in hand at the end of the first half and they let it go. Sure. Through their own incompetence and Cleveland's own ability. But they were in control of that game and they relinquished it. But that's also the last time they lost a football game. They have rifled off five straight since. Right, and at the time, you're probably looking at that as kind of a bad loss. Like The, mm-hmm. the Browns were not playing the way they were right now with Deshaun Watson and P.J. Walker and Dorian Thompson-Robinson. Now they're kind of a vibes team, like pulling Joe Flacco off the couch in South Jersey, and yes. he's ripping three tutties a game now, throwing for 300 every week. Like It is fascinating, to it's, say the least. Uh, that said, I don't know where... I still don't know how much I could trust the Ravens, though. Because I look at their schedule, outside of, say, Detroit and San Fran, two NFC teams, where have they really made a statement this year? 
Their wins are Texans, Bengals, Browns, the first time around. Um, Titans, the Lions game that I had aforementioned. They escaped the Titans, by the way. Uh, they escaped the Cardinals, um, beat down Seattle. Then Cincy, L.A., the Chargers, L.A., the Rams, a banged-up Jacksonville team, and then San Fran. See, but so in the AFC, the I don't know how that, much I can trust them. The flip side of that coin is, is yeah, they've had some close games, but they're not doing what other teams in the AFC have started to do as the, as the week as the weeks have gone by. Where they're, like the they're on the wrong they do, side yeah. of these really close. The Bills contests. have done that this year. Yes, the Chiefs are doing it. It almost feels like weekly. I yeah. mean, the Chiefs the are not NFC, the same. You look at the NFC. The Eagles have that ugly Jets loss, like where the mm-hmm. Jets suddenly they they manhandled the Chiefs, they manhandled the Bills, they manhandled the the Eagles in like, like that month span. And yep. It was kind of a flip of the coin on whether or not the Jets were going to beat them, but that defense gave some of these top-tier quarterbacks absolute fits. Yeah. It's just I, I, the Ravens seem like, I don't know, because they are so steady right now, given this season and the chaos that it has unleashed on all of us, how much do we trust the steadiest team? Oh, man. Coming back into the lesson of this year is chaos and on drugs. When does Baltimore take their turn? It's almost as this if week? it's almost as if everyone has the trap door that they've hit. The Bills was in the middle of the season. Okay, so your logic is they're due. Yes, by rule of the season. By rule of this season, will it start tomorrow? Because that'd be really sweet. No, that would be not sweet for Baltimore to hit the trap door. And then I want the Bal- division for the I Bills. want I want Baltimore to hit the trap door in the playoffs. The trap door can be longer than a week, you know. Yes. But I do kind of want it to be for that sake. Because the last thing that I want right now, Kyle, is obnoxious Miami fans with the one seed. Okay. I get you. God, no. I get you. (laughs) Miami fans for not having won a playoff game. When was the last time the Miami Dolphins won a playoff game? pretty sure that's something i have to google which means that it's already been too long the arrogance that fan base has i think they haven't won a playoff game since 99 or maybe their last playoff win was against the bills it was oh wait nope never mind never mind that was just the last playoff game when the bills won when was the last 2000 when they defeated the Indianapolis Colts 23 to 17. That makes sense. It's been 23 years since your team has won a playoff game and your fan base is this obnoxious? All because sometimes offense go burr? Yeah, that's the last thing I need is Miami winning the division. And a one seed. The division's one thing. Buffalo did it to themselves. That's not that's not the surprise here. The true dread for all of the NFL, and its pundits even, would be the Miami Dolphins winning the one seed. It's a shame they already claimed their playoff spot because there was a scenario as of last week, if drawn up properly, um, that it would have been for the AFC East or no playoffs for both the Bills and the Dolphins. 
But everything had to roll the Bills' way when it comes to um, their chances of claiming a playoff spot except for the Miami game. Thanks, Dallas. But that's the other thing that happened throughout these past three weeks. Everything has rolled for the Buffalo Bills. Everything. It's a great Christmas weekend. Incredible. And like I said, only one game. The one that was not as much of consequence when it comes to their playoff chances. Yeah, of course you want the division, but that's the one that you lost. Like that's the one that you didn't get. Mm-hmm. That was the bonus. In order for you to stay alive in the playoff race, you needed all those other games from this past weekend to have happened. They did. They did. They did. Every single one. Two weeks ago, yeah, you. Uh, you had Cincinnati winning against Minnesota, which was kind of an inconvenience. But then everything else, the rest of that weekend, went Buffalo's way. So if you're only losing one of the stipulations on seven games at a time. Take that. You take it. Three weeks ago, I started. Yep. I wrote the first article that I thought it was going to be a lot of because the Bills were taking on the Chiefs. And I'm like, okay, what do they need in case they lose? They needed a Jets win with Zach Wilson at quarterback. They needed a Patriots win with Bailey Zappi as the quarterback against Pittsburgh. I was very nervous about this and started really feeling bad about writing this article. They needed a Titans win against Miami. They got that. The Bills got all of these things to happen for them in addition to winning their own which was the one antidote that would have made sure that none of this was relevant, is if they won out, 99.9% chance they make it. They've been doing their end of the bargain, but so has everyone else. And the out-of-town scoreboard has been so So nice to them. Like, if things were mixed up, maybe they're at like a 75% chance, or or if it was really bad, but they've been winning these games, like... You're probably looking at what, like maybe seventy percent chance, seventy five percent chance. It's not right now. In the nine 90s. out of ten, yeah. So I did look at the ESPN playoff picture. Even if the Bills end up taking the, um, like taking the 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 division from Cincinnati uh, from uh, Miami, even with a Bengals loss in Week eighteen, I mean a Bengals win the. Browns are still the five seed. Oh, so they've locked it in then. They so can only go up from here. The only way that they can win their division is if Baltimore loses out and they win the rest of their games. Yep. So my thing here, though, with the Bills is that not just everything that has had to happen for them has. They have also been taking care of their own. A loss in any of these past three games could have been devastating to them, whereas now a win, and two outcomes going your way, you're in. The simplest yeah. way. There's plenty of other ways that it can happen, but if Cincy and Pittsburgh lose and the Bills beat the Patriots, we're done. We don't have to conjure up anything else about playoff scenarios. They're in. Despite everything that they've done to themselves this season. A far cry from where they were sitting at the middle of the year. Even just talk about a few weeks ago, after the Philadelphia game, people were calling for McDermott's head. People were saying he should be fired. 
this team should just miss the playoffs. I was one of them. And now we're in a position where we could win the division again. After the Denver loss, when they fired Dorsey, and I had said the target is on him now because there's only so many coordinators you can fire. Well, guess what? Target's been on him. There was a there was a massive article that was released after that game. Guess what? The target on him answered the bell. Won four of their last five. Yep. That fifth loss was one that you should have had, or that fifth game was a win that you should have had. But you've taken care of business. The loss that you have in those four or five games is out of conference. They have taken care of their own. And that is the big thing that I was not expecting after that Denver game. Especially not the way they're doing it. Exactly. They've, they've coasted a couple of games for you. Kind of giving you those early season vibes again. Mm-hmm. Coasted against the Jets. Made things real easy for us for Cowboys. Oh, oh my God. Forget the Jets game. That was the most relaxed I've ever been. Yeah. Like, they just kept running the ball the whole time. 10-yard gain. 10-yard gain. Still my favorite clip from Ed Oliver. 10-yard gain. 10-yard gain. <laughs> like, that was – but that's what that was. It was the most relaxing game I've seen. Oh, yeah, Dallas scored a touchdown in the last minute. whoop de doo He put the beat down on them, and they were supposed to be a Super Bowl contender. Now, thanks to two AFC East teams, that narrative has flipped. Mm-hmm. But Buffalo has taken care of business. And they're getting Daquan Jones back. And they're getting Micah Hyde back. And I don't know what this team's true potential is this season because, again, season on drugs. But the Bills dealt with their pit trap. It started with the last time they faced New England. In that stretch, they lost three or four. If somebody even looks for the Hail Mary ball against Tampa Bay, it's probably four in a row. But you lost three games that you shouldn't have in very humi- in very frustrating fashion, one of which, two of which I should say, even in humiliating fashion. You let Mac Jones have a career day, and you had 12 men on the field against Denver. The Mike Gusecki game. Ugh. But the thing is, they stumbled through their pit trap. They survived. It's like the meme that you referenced over <laughs> off the air. I lived. <laughs> like that's what that that's what happened with this Bills team. They lived. And every pundit across the league had been saying nationally, there's one team that you should be scared of at this point, it's the Bills. Because they have the talent and they can mess you up. They play down to competition, but if they're a wild card team, you can only play up. This is some big brain thinking right here. It is. If this was there, if this if this was the long game, which obviously it wasn't. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> hey guys, we got to avoid playing down the competition in the playoffs. How do we propose that? Be the six. Be the low. Seed. You are geniuses. <laughs> like, but by those projections, it would be Bills and Chiefs. I am not scared of Kansas City in the slightest right now. It's a coin flip. Both of these teams are relatively on par with each other, and the last time these two teams played, it was a coin flip. They won by three points and the dumbest penalty ever. Dumbest penalty ever, I should say, 
in terms of execution, not the fact that Patrick Mahomes thought it was a dumb call. Okay, I was about to say it, it clearly was a penalty. It, it was no, it was a, it was the dumbest penalty because Kadarius Tony didn't pay attention. Exactly. Okay. Yes, like they lost in the dumbest way possible, not in the way that they believe dumbest is, in the way that the rules stated is. They doubled down in a bad way on yeah. that one, though. That was the craziest part. Was and then they're losing to... 48 hours after Yeah, that they like, looked like really whiny about it. And then guess what? They lose to the Raiders, and they're doing the same thing. They're just looking whiny, and I don't know. Like, they're so... It, it's different to look more unlikable in this way. It, it It's hard to say that... Not so much about Andy Reid. No. I mean, this is... This is that was Mahomes' first. I mean, the kids had it. The kids had it made since he started. League. Yeah, this is. I mean, it's the first stretch of three, four weeks of adversity that the kids ever seen. Yeah, he's never had to. Ne- he's never had to play a playoff game on the road. That that amount of winning and consistent winning um, kind of makes you think you're above it all. And sure. I don't mean to. Th- I'm not going to go ahead and project that. Patrick Mahomes probably even thinks that. It's just that he's used to things going correctly. Yeah, 13 and 3 every year, 14 and 3. I'm going to. The AFC West AFC's going ahead. ours. And, yeah. It's, the AFC West goes ahead and just like stabs itself every year, kind of yeah. like how the AFC East did back when the Patriots were ruling the roost. The team's just gotten their own way. Now, they're losing the teams like the Raiders. Now, Kansas City can't get out of their own way, and I mean you could also say that they're on the they're on the back end of this this. I mean the windows. What do we say every? As long as you have Josh Allen, you have you have a window. Yes, the same is definitely being said in Kansas City. Exactly, but they could be on. It's not, it's not a tail end. I don't know how to describe it, but he got a big payday, and now it's hard to f- feel the team like they had yes. around him. I do think there was some lack of foresight there, though. Yes. Because you should be seeing that Travis Kelsey's not getting any younger. He is going to start declining in production, and you need to bring in a big-time wide receiver in order to do that. Move the cap around that you need to in order to bring in a player to actually help you. And they didn't. They thought, kind of like the Kevin Adams routine here of like, okay, we'll just run it back with this uh, same motley crew of receivers here. Yeah, we. I'm lost. sure the mentality was like. Yeah, yeah, we can, yeah. We, can, we lost Miss Schuster, but we can, it's we like can do it. Ball. Yeah, like Moneyball. We can rebuild Tyreek Hill. We have we have the quarterback. He yeah. can he can he can get everyone throw the these guys open. He, he can, can get everyone the football exactly. But then Kadarius Tony decided to play double agent, and he's lost several games for their team this year. Didn't really factor that into the equation. I no. <laughs> but who knows? Um, all right. We'll take a break. We'll talk some more about the Bills. We'll talk more about their playoff odds. And I think I've got the question for everyone here now. Uh, the question du jour, so to say. Who's the team that you're um, most willing to face and the most afraid of? 803-0551, What Bills opponent, potential opponent, do you want to see the most in the, play- in the playoffs or... Which team do you want to see the least in the run in the postseason? Yeah, they haven't clinched the playoff spot. We're going to talk about it, though. Why? Because we can. Derek, Kyle, Evan, we're here with you. It's Sports Talk Saturday. We keep it going here on WGR. 
TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medela. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame. Two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice cold reward. Medella, the Markable Fighter. Trick responsibly, beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. It's kind of like Brady. I mean, once Brady got to a certain point there in 03, it's pretty much the way it was the rest of his career. It wasn't really like that in 02. It wasn't like that in 01. So it wasn't like that in 2000. But once he got to a certain point there about the midseason of the 03 season and then in the playoffs and then from then on, his level of performance and play and consistency was at the very top of the league. Different style of play. But I mean, once those quarterbacks, usually when they get to that point, then they're able to sustain it. Sometimes you just don't know what the growth pattern is going to be. That was Bill Belichick talking about Bill's quarterback, Josh Allen. All right. Well, you can kind of tell that Bill Belichick's losing it. There should be no one comparing to Brady. It's high praise, yes. But um, I'm sorry. Love Josh Allen. Hate Tom Brady. There's not a parallel there. Not even on the same echelon yet. Love the fact that there's that kind of praise coming, but at the same time, um, Bill, what you talking about? What are you talking about, my guy? <laughs> like, what are we doing here? Stop. Maybe it's because of the fact that he um, decimates your defense every time that you play him. That could do it. But at the same time, no one should be comparing to Brady. No one. Maybe it has to compare with, like, the leap. Of like you know like he suddenly gets it. I think he's comparing, but him to a young Tom Brady. Still no, because Josh Allen's not a. <laughs> Josh Allen is not the greatest quarterback of all time. We're not going to get there. Tom Brady wasn't considered the greatest of all time in two thousand three. Yes, but we're not getting there. Like we're not. Like I love him as the Bills quarterback, and I'm happy we have him. That is extremely wishful thinking. So again, I feel like it's just weird throwing Tom Brady as the comparison there. But, hey, you know what, Bill? Go ahead. It's better than being compared to Jacoby Brissett. How many quarterbacks has Bill coached in New England anyway? I mean, now? um, Now that number grows substantially by the day almost. By the day, that's aggressive. 
I mean, Mac Jones and Mac Jones clone Bailey Zappi uh, have alternated between starts this year. Now they finally picked the clone. Zapman. And he's doing better than the original. Yeah. What a mess. What a mess in New England. Oh, no. You feel so bad about it. Yeah. It it breaks your heart, honestly. (laughs) So, some fun stats, though, about uh, Bill Belichick in, uh, in a sense here. The Bills can, if they help give New England a loss and if the Jets can somehow carry their weight in this one, doubt it. Uh, at the end of the season, uh, Bill Belichick can tie the all-time losses while a member of the New England Patriots. So I would really like to see that happen. Well, will he ever catch Saban? Wait, no. Oh my goodness. Uh, <laughs> hey, I bet I've you only got. I'm, I'm working on five hours yep. of sleep. You meant, you meant uh, hang on, hang on. It's we're we're into hour two of the show. I'm working on no five excuses. hours of sleep. That's right. Yep. Yep. We we established Kyle established this in the first segment. Yep. I don't know why I said Lou Saban. <laughs> I because there is a Saban that is very successful as a football coach. That's my guess. Maybe. Yeah. He has the same first letter of his last name as uh, as Mr. Shula. Is it Shula's the top? Or is it Walsh? I don't know. Either way, I'm losing control of my life. So, anyway, Belichick could have the all-time losses record tied at the end of the year if the Bills can help chip in on that and the Jets can actually do something other than being the Jets. Pretty sweet, honestly. It would be very sweet to be able to hand him another loss, um, hopefully uh, his last as a New England Patriot coach. I mean, the only notable thing on their injury report was Juju. And yeah, that's, that's and the only stretch to call it notable. And well, I mean, Ramondre Stevenson heads to IR, so that's yeah. I guess noteworthy-ish. Yeah, I mean, they're finally getting some production out of Zeke. Since yeah, that signing. But it's at the same time, downs and... am I really gonna? Be... The thing is, is that you can go ahead and probably create more opportunities for bad decisions if you're a little more aggressive than your last approach defensively with New England. Sure. They kind of let Mac Jones do whatever he wanted by playing off and loose and just letting him dink and dunk the whole time. And he finished 25 of 30. So maybe uh, mix it up a little bit. Go after Zappy. Give yourself a way to hopefully coast through this game. That'd be nice. Who am I kidding? This one's not going to be nice. I'm going to be hosting overtime instead of Nate. Yeah, so thanks. they're gonna give me thanks a heart a lot, attack. Actually, they're gonna get yeah, they're gonna give me a heart attack. But actually, Plus they, they do already, this to Nate all the time. They, uh, he can, who, he, he can, who is the one that the Bills want to spite more, me or Geary? That's gonna be the question. Probably Nate. Yeah, he's a he's a roller coaster. He is a roller coaster. He's a game day roller coaster, but he's our game day roller coaster. <laughs> <laughs> but I can't say that I'm much better. That's the problem. Maybe in person, you're not much better. I mean, there's show opens of, and I am fairly certain that I can recall, human mechs with meat sacks. Like, 
I'm not that much better here than Nate when it comes to my emotional um, outpouring. I was going to say control on a game day. I don't tweet as much as he does. That's more what I was. That's probably to. what it is. Is that my phone is away from my fingers, uh, more in more instances than than Nate, I would imagine. But yeah, we'll see what we've got. Anyway, let's turn the conversation to something a little more interesting. Something that I brought up at the end of the last segment: um, potential playoff opponents. The Bills have infamously this year played down to competition, but also oftentimes they have played up to the challenges that have been presented to them. Miami comes in as a buzzsaw having just scored 70 points. Doesn't matter. Bills go ahead and control the tempo, the pace of that game the entire time and coast 48 to 20. Eagles, they control most of that game until they handed it away. Chiefs, Cowboys, Chargers. Remember that stretch, that Eagles through Chargers games? We all thought, okay, this is going to be a nightmare stretch. They need to be good and settled before then. And then when they weren't, everyone's freaking out. Well, the Chargers went ahead and imploded. But there were still three really tough games there. Still played well against Philadelphia for the most part. You had some mistakes that gave the game away. Mm -hmm. You beat the Chiefs in a very tough game that became more defensive than anyone would have expected. And then you go ahead and kick the living lights out of Dallas. And then the next week, with a team that, you know, you did play down to the competition of, you survived. A lesson that you took from losing to the Broncos, losing to the Patriots. Good news. I mean, even losing to the Jets. So it becomes this issue of, Well, you've played down to competition plenty of times this year. And the joke that one of my friends said was, you can't play down to competition against winning teams in the playoffs. And here's the question. What potential playoff opponent are you the most scared of? And what potential playoff opponent do you feel the best against? And we'll get connected with our fans. That's brought to you by Northtown Kia, Western New York's number one Kia dealer. Shop online at NorthtownKia.com. Jason on Twitter saying that he would be most confident against Pittsburgh and he would be most scared of Houston. This obviously meaning that the Bills would have won the division. And Pittsburgh and Houston are aiming for that seventh seed. Shaquille Oatmeal saying a two seed playing against Indy would be 40 to nothing win. I don't know. That screams playing down to your competition. I would still be very interested to see um, thoughts about, I mean, mostly because I think that the other, the other end of this is that it's likely Kansas City or Jacksonville as your, uh, as your opponent if you're the sixth seed. I'd be more scared of Jacksonville. Or if Houston or Indy take that division somehow. Yeah, see, like right now. <laughs> B. Furman tweeting in, this year's Bills team has me scared of any opponent. Any opponent. If we're talking right here, right now, I th- if the playoffs started this weekend, the team I would least want to run into in the first round, and let's just take seating out of it, mm-hmm. because a lot of that's still subject to change in right. the next two weeks. I'm pretty scared of the Browns. 
The Browns are a scary team in the sense that they do play to they play a similar style of game that has tripped up the Bills, I'd say the most this year. Defensively tough, hard to really crack, and they'll do just enough on offense and have enough talent on offense to get by. They still drop I mean they drop the most in franchise history points in the first half without the guy who just put up 50 fantasy points the week before they didn't even have Amari Cooper with a heel injury they just lean heavily on David and Joku and Jerome Ford catches two touchdowns and Kareem Hunt runs in for one like they have more weaponry than you you kind of remember at times yes and they got a guy who 5 weeks ago was just he figured the phone would call. They were talking about it on the broadcast. He figured he would get a phone call at some point with all the quarterback injuries. He kept himself in shape. He's 39 years old. He's just he's flipping it around like it's 2012 again. Like That scares me. It looks like a guy that's got nothing to lose, and he's having the time of his life while doing it, and he's just making – he's not making a mockery of the league, but he kept himself in well enough shape knowing what was going on around the league. He found an opportunity in Cleveland – he had that huge game hooking up with Amari Cooper, and now it's just he's just he's got weapons at his leisure, along with a good defense that can just squelch you. And that gives me pause that I didn't think I would have if it was Bills Browns in the playoffs. Again, there's so many uh, there's so many different scenarios we could be talking about. Like I said, in the next two weeks. But the thing is, if the seating is considered here, it's probably impossible. The only least, way that that lines up as of right now, yeah, is the AFC Championship game. Correct. Which, if that's the case, well, actually, it could be a divisional round game if all three wild card teams on the road won against the division winners two through four. So it's not something we have because to then totally Baltimore worry would take about, on seven, and then five and six would have to face each other. That's a scary type of team right now. That is a scary type of team. That said, I think that the Bills and the Browns are slowly becoming the two teams that everyone are probably scared of across the country. If I'm Kansas City, if I'm Jacksonville, I mean, Jacksonville is getting the Browns, or Houston is getting the Browns, or Indianapolis. Like, whoever wins the AFC South is getting Cleveland. Or the Kansas City Chiefs can continue to implode and end up the four seed somehow. Because Kansas City is still only at 9-6, and six, which is only one game better. There are weirder things that have happened, and that's why it seems like this year you can't trust anybody, which, again, goes back to that tweet from uh, B. Furman. The Bills are Bills had me scared of any opponent because there's no team that beats the Bills quite like the Bills. But on the other end of this, I've got one from JM saying, scared of nobody. And that also comes to these, this whole lesson of why is this season on drugs? Every team has done this this year, save for Baltimore. And they're, unsurprisingly, the one seed because of it. But Baltimore has a tendency in the playoffs to falter at the worst times. It's par- I mean, it's parody like we've never seen before. Parody like we've never seen before and is something to behold almost. We'll break more of that down when we go around the league in the next hour. And we'll be able to talk plenty about it. What team has you the most worried when it comes to a potential playoff opponent? What team are you the most confident against? 
And the answer, the answer for both of these cannot be the Bills. Um, the Bills are. I, I'm going to go ahead and say that yes, they are. The Bills are the most terrifying team to the Bills. Let's just put that out there on the table. The Bills are the most scary team to the Bills and to Bills fans. So let's see what you've got. We've gotten a couple of answers there uh, on Twitter. If you want to call and give your take on that, 803-0551-888-552-550. Next segment, though, we got to laugh at some people around sports, see what the dumbest things that they've had to say. The booty cheek of the week coming up next here on a Sports Talk Saturday. Derek Kramer, Kyle Powell, you're listening to WGR. Ah, you know when you get that beautiful music that it's time to mock people around the sports world. So here we go. Sports Talk Saturday. You know this music to be part of the booty cheek of the week. And I've got a problem with a team in the NFL. One that we were actually singing the praises of in the last segment. Kyle, you might be right about the trap door for the Ravens coming now. You want to know why? Why is that? The Ravens are honoring Ray Rice on Sunday. Ah, why? You did see that. Yes. And it's disgusting. I don't understand why. Like, yeah, sure, he was a good football player, but he also became a name that you should distance yourself from. Because we all saw horrendous video of him being a garbage person. And I'm going to keep a consistent energy here, by the way. Because the uh, the secondary assist on a uh, booty cheek of the week for me here. Um, look, man. I don't love the fact that Von Miller is saying, you know. Like, Von Miller has got a terrible tra- track record of um, predictions and things that he has said the media and he's saying the allegations against him are 100% false obviously the investigation needs to continue um guys why are we letting von miller talk while he's pending an investigation and has the same amount of sacks as i do this year just duct tape him put him in a closet yeah don't put him out there i mean eventually he did have to talk so by the way credit to um a guest on the show last week, Elena Gensenberg, for uh, putting the feet to the fire, um, asking him questions uh, about the allegations, everything like that, and um, making sure that it stays relevant to the conversation. Um, and I'm going to do my part as little as I can uh, to make sure that, yeah, it's pending investigation. And if, the, and if the worst comes out, guess what? I want him Ray Rice out of the league. So, yeah. Thanks, Baltimore. Way to bring that one back up. Uh, Yeah. Some things you shouldn't do. And I think that's one of them. So the Baltimore Ravens getting the booty cheek of the week there for me. Avin, you had one? Yes. Hit it. My booty cheek of the week is the umpire in the Monday Night Football game (laughs) that caused Lamar Jackson that tripped over his own feet caused Lamar Jackson to end up tripping and trying to fling the ball away which then led to an intentional grounding and a safety. Now luckily it didn't cost the 
Ravens much because they ended up blowing out the 49ers. But can you imagine if they lost by like one point? One point. That would be a pretty good one because uh, here's the thing. In the NHL, this has happened before where like a, a puck went off the uh, the groin area of a referee and then ricocheted into the net. That was a real thing that happened. But they waved it off because they realized, okay, yeah, there's no way to award this goal because like it happened like that. And the NFL didn't do that. Like, yeah, our guy directly caused a problem on that play. We should be able to pick up that intentional grounding flag. They've picked it up for teams before. But then it would still be a safety because he did fall in the end zone. I wouldn't rule that. He threw the ball away. I would rule that as a throwaway. Because the official got in the way. That's why I think in the NHL, what the... Like if, Who'd have thought we'd be we'd be saying that the NHL is superior in something than the NFL? What Holy I th- crap! What I think the NHL should do <laughs> is anytime a puck hits an official, which can lead to a a, a scoring chance, that the play should be called blown dead. That's just small, my personal opinion. Small bounces, no. I would say if it bounces off of a referee, if it bounces off a referee and then goes into the front of the net like it did, remember that Sabres Leafs comeback game in mm-hmm. the 06, 07 yes. season. That's what I'm talking about. I, I still think that you, ha- if you have a chance to defend, defend. Um, the play that I'm referencing is that it was a, it was a clearing attempt to go around the glass or a dumping attempt to go around the glass, hits the ref and goes into the net. Like, such a wild carom that you can never predict. Um, and that's why they said, let's get rid of that. KP, you got one? I had one, but I scrolled further and found a funnier one. Not funnier, just a different <laughs> one. I mean, it was going to be Den- <laughs> it was gonna be Denver. Denver? With the whole Russell Wilson Oh, yeah, the whole contract. Russell Wilson contract. And, hey, contract we gave situation. you this deal, but we need you to. Yeah, we need you to walk it back for us. We need you to walk it back for us. and then Otherwise, we're, we're not going to play. Otherwise, it. we're going to bench you. Anyway, I scrolled a little further and found one that Fox News accidentally listed Frank Thomas as dead. Yes. And their like end of year montage, I suppose, got the wrong Frank Thomas or yes. Frank Thomas to play for the Pirates back in the sixties. Yes. Who died in last January. Oh, and so they weren't even right about the Oh wow. Oh wait, January no, twenty third. Yeah, okay, okay. Yeah. Never mind, never mind. <laughs> and Frank Thomas had to go on Twitter, the alive and well former White Sox Fox legend. sports analyst. Yeah. And, and white and White Sox legend had to post a picture of himself on Twitter so everybody knew he was actually alive. <laughs> I did see that clip like he was it was using the White Sox Frank Thomas instead of, you know. So, if yeah, anyone was, was confused, the Big Hurt is still alive. The Big Hurt is still here. Fox Sports had to walk that back. Pretty funny. Yep. Love little blunders like that. That one, that one's pretty good. That's that's a pretty good booty cheek there, Fox News. Sure, All right, I'll take that. All right, let's get out of here. Get to hour number three. More bills, more playoffs, more around the league. We got to do that sort of thing. That's our weekly shtick during the NFL season. We got to keep to it. Keeping true. Derek Kramer, Kyle Powell, Evan on the board. Sports Talk Saturday. One more hour here on WGR. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. 
News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. That clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.